The football season is here, and you can track the latest news, odds, and information at betonline.net. And while stadiums won't be full, game action will be loaded. Which players will step up to lead their team? Is there still a home field advantage? Will offense or defense dominate these early weeks of the season? Follow along at betonline.net as the top teams in football begin their journey to Tampa. Available online or your mobile device. Check out the site today. Bring the game home at betonline.net. You know the house of pain is in effect, y'all. And anyone that steps up is getting wrecked. everybody to season two of Chiefs first and ten we are here with jp and dj i've got a new co-host this season which i'm extremely uh excited about we're gonna have a lot of fun and i think uh he needs to introduce himself right now this is dj and uh you got a lot to talk about tonight there's a lot going on in Chiefs kingdom right now um I think most of it has to do with our punter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, to say the least. Um, I've had my day with uh, with some Twitter action. So I think we ought to start off with some uh, some Tyreek Hill news. What do you think? Oh, I mean, Tyreek Hill's uh, in the news? <laughs> yeah, just a little. I mean, you know. A little bit, a little bit. Just a little bit. We started off. Start up. Well, I think um, there's a lot of people eating crow right now, um, as they should be. And as most people that have listened to this podcast in the past and that know me, know I they they know I don't mince words. So, um, with that being said, when this all first hit, I made a couple of phone calls and I found out what the real scoop was and I posted it and you know, I'm, I'm not the big guy. I'm not the rap sheet. I'm not the, you know, the NFL network or ESPN or, or the Florio, you know, or the Florio, Mr. You know, the guy that hasn't gotten one thing right since <laughs> this whole thing started, but you know, he's a scumbag. So it is what it is. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I warned everybody to let it go because this was not him and his girlfriend had, you know, basically manufactured this whole situation and they should chill and let it play out. I couldn't go any further with what I had to say, even though I went too far to begin with, um, simply because one, I didn't want to hurt his case Two, I knew the situation. I knew what the prosecutor and everybody else was trying to do to him. And, that's a whole different story with that prosecutor, but um, we can get into that later. But uh, everything that was stated at the beginning, five minutes after this came out, has come true. And people, you're going to have to just deal with it. You know, they're going to have to get over their, I guess, embarrassment, ignorance, uh, stupidity, whatever you want to call it, um, and move on. 
because the guy did nothing wrong. There's no point in running someone's life over something he didn't do. Correct. And he, uh, he said today at like probably, I want to say it was like 3.34 p.m. today. He came out of such old jail at the time. He came out of Twitter jail, right? Like he actually tweeted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. You saw that, right? Yeah, I did. So he tweeted, somebody was talking about Marquise Goodwin being the fastest man. What an idiot. And he, and he put three smiley faces, like laughing out loud faces on. <laughs> yeah, I blasted that first, guy too. <laughs> that's the first post he's had since March. Yep, yep. I think March ninth was the last time he had posted something, or maybe the eleventh. But um, yeah, that was an ignorant statement. I mean, that was just somebody talking out their ass, and I'm I'm still getting a little flack about that because I mean, Tyreek Hill's the fastest individual in the NFL, and he's the second fastest as recorded right now, the second fastest person in the world. Um, in fact, he's a half second, well, less than a half second behind the fastest man in the world. So I think a lot of the difference between him and anyone else that he, it's even remotely close to his speed is his immediate burst speed. You know, he can, yeah. from a dead standstill to the 10-yard line, he's doing 17 miles an hour. So well, yeah, I mean, if you think about, like Chris Connolly, for instance, like he he could run a four four and what four three five. That's what he yeah, does. I'm thinking four three five, four three eight, yeah, in that range. But yeah. he wasn't that fast. Like you have to. There's much more that goes into that. Like you have to have quickness. You have to have burst. You have to have explosion. Agility. Tyreek has agility. Tyreek has all those things. Correct. He's all those things. He's all those things and more. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, uh, I went on Twitter today and gave a shout out to all the real Chiefs fans out there that actually backed him. And, and I stated, you know, if you don't have a backbone, then you don't have anything. What are you doing here? And that's the whole case. There's, there was a lot of Chiefs fans. There's fans from around the league playing games. You know, there's, there's even, you know, even the national announcers and the national analysts have gone as far as to try to sway the NFL in every way possible, even after partial facts came out, um, to get them to suspend him longer. And that's out of fear. I get it. Okay. I have no idea. I, I have no idea what national analysts you're talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, there seems to be one, maybe that's been saying this. Yeah, there is one uh, major <laughs> one, I should say. I'll just put it that way. He one might major like one. The Vikings. Yeah, he's he's a Vikings fan. <laughs> um, he's he's a twat. Um, there's no doubt about it. He, you know, honestly, I, I was thinking about it, and as long as I've known the big KK that's no longer with Kansas City, woohoo! Um, <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. Um, He's always been a dickhead. He will never not be a dickhead. Um, all he cares about is money. And that's basically what he got to walk away after he adamantly said, I will not resign. I refuse to resign. I'm not going to do it. Well, you're right. You're not going to do it because they booted your fucking ass out. They bought you out of your little percentage. Yeah. And you're gone. 
and it's a great day in Kansas City. But that that was the best thing for sure happened. And and by the way, like I, you know what? I don't feel bad for like people were like, oh, I don't like people losing their jobs. But like as you said, he got he got paid. He got paid. Do they understand? Do they even fathom? You know, people don't understand the situation or the severity behind what he's done in his life to get where he was at. That's number one. They have no clue that he basically robbed, cheated, and stealed to get to the position that he's at. They don't know the kind of money that he made. Well, you know, his salary alone was four or five times what most people make in their career yearly or annually. And for an hour a day of bashing the Chiefs and other people. And, you know, the comical part about this whole thing is that he he needed, he desperately needed his peers to come to his side during this whole thing, but his whole career has been bashing other analysts. And when you bash other radio hosts, when you bash other reporters, and that's all you do, when it comes down to it and you're the last man standing and everybody's on your back, believe me, they're going to run for the fucking hills. They, oh, would, sure. they, they wanted him out of that station. There's not one person in that station that liked him. There's so, very so, few in the NF, that in Kansas City that like him. I, so, forgot, I forgot. I think it was yesterday or maybe, maybe it was Friday. Somebody said that really nobody came to his defense in Kansas City. Oh, no, City. they didn't. Yeah, no, they didn't. And I actually responded and I said, what was actually telling was the only one that came to his defense was that dude in Denver that used to be in Kansas City. I'm not going to oh, say his name because it's not, he, he's not deserved to be named. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You're talking about Seaman Carpenter? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know you're talking about. <laughs> That's little spew boy. Yeah. The guy I challenged to, uh, yeah. to a charity boxing match along with, along with KK and neither one of them would, uh, would accept the challenge, but you know, that's well, maybe, maybe, his maybe his wife will. Maybe his wife. His wife would actually probably win. Um, <laughs> but you know, neither one of those guys have an opportunity to even to even get in the ring with me. And if they did, that would be the best day I've had in years, probably since you know my marriage and my kids were born. But you know, <laughs> um, I would I would still to this day take that challenge. He challenged. TJ Carpenter challenged Tyree Kill to a charity boxing match, and all the money would go to a, uh, some kind of an ignorant, or I don't know what his um, his excuse was. I don't know some kind of a charity that he came up with, and then he tur- then he changed it and he said it would go to abused children or you know something of that nature. Hey, and that's a great cause. Uh, it is. Problem is he was fighting with the wrong person. Yes. And I challenged him, and I challenged Keatsman to go to a celebrity boxing match with me and box me. Um, and all the proceeds would go to suicide prevention because of Keatsman's comments. And I've lost somebody to suicide. A lot of friends of mine have lost people to suicide. And to say something that blatantly stupid. Yes. He deserved to get his ass beat once again in his life. Not this, this wouldn't be the first time. Um, so I think that's probably enough with him um, because he's not worth the airtime to talk about any longer. But Carpenter, he, he was fired from, from in Kansas city. Um, yep. 
couldn't get a job anywhere else. Ended up in Denver, became a Denver fan. Um, he posted something stupid one day about having a 74 inch reach. Uh, most ignorant thing he's ever said. I mean, you know, well, really? that was, yeah, it was so fucking stupid. He was like an orangutan or something. I mean, he says, yeah, I, I got a 74 inch reach. Like I'm like, I'm like an orangutan, blah, blah, blah. And it was more like, you know, a two inch dick, but not a 74 inch reach. It just is what it is. But if he refuses to answer back to anybody, you know, there's a lot of tough guys behind a keyboard. There's a lot of tough guys that are behind a screen. But when it all boils down to it, they're not so tough when somebody actually will take them on. He knows Tyreek Hill would never do that. He's never going to jeopardize his career. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I mean, I own my business. It's not going to affect me in the least. If I whipped his ass, it wouldn't hurt my feelings. So that's just the way it goes. But the good he's news try, is he's he is he is trying to play into the shock jock role that Kevin Keisman yep. played. Yep. I'm like gonna say like even if I lost uh, Tyree Kill, that means he he wins again with his hands. Like it's it's yeah it's silly. I mean it was just plain stupid. I mean he, just, he, here. You know what he is? And I said this on Twitter. He is salty about the fact that he got fired. Yeah. And he literally holds the entire city of Kansas City and the Chiefs accountable for him getting fired from a radio station. <laughs> well, you know, when really when sponsors are saying, hey, you know, get the fuck on, we're done. I mean, there was nine sponsors alone that were ready to back out of 810 just because of Keatsman alone. So, and I think a few of them still might, from what I'm understanding. I'm talking, I'm talking about Carpenter. Oh, yeah, Carpenter. He had everybody. I mean, he had people want to kill him. So, and I'm sure Keatsman did too. But, I mean, there were people who beat, you know, they're probably waiting in the parking lot. Right. Him, but, like, he literally, yeah. he literally can't get over the fact that he got fired. So, he will, <laughs> he will hold the whole city and the Chiefs responsible for that. And it's, can you imagine it's really being sad. married to him? It's really sad. Yeah, can you imagine being married to the guy? Uh, I mean, can you imagine his wife was born and raised in Kansas City? That's where his wife was born and raised. He posted something stupid about how Kansas City fans are so sensitive. Coming, and that's supposedly his wife stating that. Now, I don't I mean, know. I hear. I don't hear. I don't know this for a fact. Does he actually have a wife? Or I don't believe it's true. If he does have, <laughs> I mean, there's no possibility. I even posted that there. I even said there's no fucking way you're married, and if you are, it's got to be to somebody like Helen Keller because <laughs> there's no fucking way you're married to somebody that, that can on see. Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I don't like to get into too many confrontations with people, but when it comes down to just I, I will back the people that I believe in, and I caught a lot of flack for it. You know, at the beginning of this, when this all came out and I posted what I posted, the true fans – came back and said, thank God, we hope you're right. And as it started to slowly come around, you know, they even posted that he was going to be launched within a week. I said, no, he's not. Then it was two weeks. I said, no, he's not. Then it was a month. Oh, no, he's not. You know, this was an ongoing thing for two straight months. And I was not going to spout off what I knew. And there's only three reasons why. One, I wasn't going to do it out of respect for him. Two, I wasn't going to jeopardize his situation with his son. 
or his case or his career. Right. And three, it's not my place. What I know and what I found out and how I found out about it is my business. But it's also his business. And if somebody else wants to spout off and run their mouth about it, that's their choice. They see what they got when they did that. When you look at a Brooke Pryor and a Kevin Keatsman and a KCTV5 and a, a, a Pro Football Talk and all the other fucking idiots that are probably going to end up getting sued by at some point or another, they're going to pay for their ignorance. You know, one guy lost his job. The other one, uh, I promise you, is not going to be around much longer. The worst beat writer in the history of beat writers. I can't imagine she's going to stay around. No, I mean, there's people out there that you know that have already turned her down. I don't know what she'd be doing. Here's but, here's, here's why, and I I I, I love having female beat reporters reporters like covering teams, but when you make a comment like she did back in I think it was April, where she said that she felt. My, it's not going to be an exact quote, but she felt it felt weird for her the way she was like the way he was talking to her. Like when you say that, and you said you felt like it was off. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I, you can't I know what back you're saying. What she said was, she said, "When does Tyreek Hill ever talk that way?" No, there was now. More, was I don't use that. Por- no. Oh, was, I thought you were talking about the punctuation the common, thing. That was the common thing. She said something more than that. She said that when she talked about it, that made her feel weird. Oh, as if, say, maybe he was, well, if that's what she felt off, what was off about it was the fact that he basically said, after the Kareem Hunt debacle um, and her pro shop phone call, that she had a national outlet run with that was a complete and utter fucking lie. Basically, every player and everybody else did not want to give her any comments to anything, and they really avoided talking to her. So right. what felt weird to her and what she construed as weird, wasn't it wasn't really her construing it as, as to being weird. It was more of her being pissed because he wouldn't give her the time of day. Right. So that's what that all boiled down to be. I know exactly what you're talking right. about. Right, and my my point with the whole thing is, at this point, there is no way plays, which he will. <laughs> we know yeah, that. There's no if. Yeah, there's <laughs> he no tweeted, if. He tweeted today yeah. for the first time. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. That was cool. He actually, did you see that tweet? I did. I did. <laughs> you were responding to Marquis Goodwin. <laughs> yeah. Or about yeah. Marquis Goodwin. There's no way she can cover that team anymore because she said she was essentially what she said was she she was creeped out by him. And yeah, you can't cover the team if you say that. You can't. No, you can't. You because cannot put your even, personal opinion even, in there. It's not even just him. It's gonna be everybody that supports him. And really, I'm sure the super majority of that team supports him. So, are they gonna really wanna? talk to her or anybody saying that stuff about him once he's back on the team. Well, that's going to be the most awkward thing in the world. I mean, you got to think about that. You know, first of all, I know Patrick Mahomes is, you know, it's no different than him and Keatsman. He would have never went back on and did his his weekly 
you know, spot. Um, that would have never happened again. But with Brooke Pryor, can you imagine going to training camp and you got Tyreek Hill standing there, which you bashed. You've got all the other players that backed him the entire time. And then you've got other news outlets that didn't say a word that, you know, and honestly, I can't say a whole lot about KCTV5 because they did do one thing right. They held back long enough to not, um, I guess, bash him until they knew more about the situation. And they still didn't really bash him. They just reported something that they got that was fake and it was a lie. And they got played. Now, what pissed me off about Brooke Pryor was that she ran with this story. Her and her editor ran with this story at the beginning. Like they were the, the, and they stated that they were, they broke the news. They broke nothing. She got played. She got played by every, well, she got played, but she never had, she got the, she got the information secondhand from KCTV5. This wasn't something that was handed to her. So for her to say that she broke the story and for her editor to say that they broke the story was a complete and utter lie was because that came from KCTV5. Or was it huh? somebody else? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely wasn't that idiot. Uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm thinking the uh, aunt of... <laughs> oh, of Crystal? Yeah. Yeah, no, actually, it wasn't, you know... I can't, I can't really go into this too much. Yeah, um, oh, shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was a. There was a friend that had that information as well. Um, the fake information, I should say. And this was an this this whole thing was an extortion scheme set up from the beginning. I am going to go into some detail about it because I'm pissed off and I'm tired of listening to these utter fucking idiots that want to continue continually bash him when they know nothing about it. But this was an extortion scheme. Now. I want you to understand this, and I want everybody to understand this. He pled guilty to something in 2014. I am not going to go into what went on during that time, but I know what went on during that time. Everybody says he punched and kicked and beat his pregnant girlfriend, okay? That whole thing was a scam. I'm going to tell you that now. And I want everybody to put this in their mind. I, I, I'm, I've known people that have gotten class A felonies before. I've known people that have went to prison before. Okay. When you have a record of that extent and it is a class A felony, that felony, no matter who you are, is not going to come off your record within four to five years and be expunged if there was not extenuating circumstances that a judge would look at and say, yes, this was bullshit. Correct. That should be in the back of everybody's fucking mind. Yeah. Okay. She has had problems since high school. And she's always going to have these problems. Right now, she's two days away from popping out twins. Okay. There's other things that are going on with this situation that still haven't come out. I know what they are, but I'm not going to spew them. You know me well enough to know that I'm not going to do that. I'm not about the fucking who's got the scoop first bullshit. Right. I don't give a fuck. But you there know, is I, there are some there are a lot of questions around what you just said. We won't say that. Is that correct? That's unfair. Yeah, that's fair. And I'm not going to. You know, it'll all come out, 
And when it does, it, it's fine. But at this point, you know, it's not my place to say it. Um, I've messaged him. I let him know that. Keep your whole home running like clockwork from the office to the game room with Xfinity Internet. You'll get the best in-home Wi-Fi experience with reliable speed and coverage. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Keep your whole home running like clockwork from the office to the game room with Xfinity Internet. You'll get the best in-home Wi-Fi experience with reliable speed and coverage. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today to learn more. Restrictions apply. You know, there was a group of people that had his back the whole time uh, that people believed in him and he responded. I'm going right. to leave it at that. <clears throat> what so. I would say is if he if he stays in a relationship <laughs> he's stupid. Like, No, the relationship's done. And um, it should be. Done, he should up, never so, go back yeah. to it because if he, oh, goes, he won't. if he goes back no, he won't. Is that I, I, I believe that, but I and I hope he doesn't because that's well, that's going to be part of the situation too, and it has been part of this too. You know, during this whole situation when the Chiefs backed him, and when they knew everything, and they, and, and let me tell you, going backwards, he was very, very eager to speak with the NFL. He waived his Fifth Amendment rights. Yep, he was not hiding anything. From the Chiefs, he didn't hide anything from the prosecutors, which that's another story in its own, um, the prosecutors. And I'm not going to get into that either, but believe me when I tell you that will come out soon. Um, by the time this 12-month process is up, there's going to be a lot of heads rolling, and there's going to be a lot of people that wish to God their mouths were shut, and they kept them shut. Because it's going to be a bad day for a lot of people. And I, I know well in, him well enough to know that he's not going to go sue happy when it comes to these reporters. Um, you know, if I was him and I was in his position, I don't know. I've never sued anyone in my entire life. But I don't know that I could hold myself back after what he has been through and what has been said about him. And not retaliate in some aspect or another. Not even if it's for money. I wouldn't even, you know, because he's not going to need the money. That's for sure. His contract's there. Yeah, he's not going to be the highest paid running or wide receiver right now. But that's okay. Because he will be. At one point or another, he's going to get his money. All he wants to do is play football. And the only team he wants to play for is the Chiefs. And that is it. So I even had today, just not even 10 minutes ago, I had a dumbass Browns fan start fucking tweeting me because of that guy's comment. Is And now I'll read the comment to you. Um, the comment was, hold on, let me pop this up really quick because the guy is just a twat. Um, Are you looking for that? We should, like, we should stick up for him because he, what did he do? He made a really bad mistake five years ago. And that's not, and that's to be debated. But I mean, honestly, I, true. I mean, it, I it really is. We don't know, you know the specifics so, of that. He pled yeah. guilty. He wasn't convicted. He pled guilty. <laughs> so, 
it's a little bit different. He didn't go to trial. He didn't get found guilty. He pled guilty. There's probably reasons for that. And there is. There's a hundred percent. Yeah. But so, but assuming that that happened and it's bad, what he's charged with and what he pled guilty to, you shouldn't get you shouldn't get punished retroactively for that. <laughs> well, and that's what people are doing. Five years later, you know, yeah, uh, this, 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 I've, I've had a guy only, today, and, that, and the ninety ninety five percent of the people that want that done are one group of people, and you know who they are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are, yeah, well, I, it's weirdly enough, it, it, and you know what's sad? This is what's what team honestly do they root for? what team? It, well, they root for the Chargers, they root for the Raiders, they no. root for the Pats. It's the, the Pats. Pats mainly. The Pats. I mean, it's the, the Pats. Pats fans. Because, but really, I'm a, like I'm I'm on Twitter more than I should be, but it's it's the Patriots fans. Like they are. Well, they are. They're, they've been the worst. Now I've had everything from everybody. The Pats fans have been the worst, but that's out of fear. See, that's yes. the thing. That's fear. That's all char- that is. The Chargers fans have been the most logical. The Raiders fans, really, I don't see them on Twitter. <laughs> well, they don't really have a... I mean, now, I got to say this, and this is going to sound crazy, but the um, the Browns fans, and I and I friended, I got a lot of flack for this, but I had a... Patriots fan, fan uh, friend, uh, chime in on one of my. Well, he didn't chime in. He actually just I, I say chime in because when people jump on your thread, but that's nothing against him. Um, he came in, and when I posted the situation with him, with or with Tyree Kill, I should say, he came in and he said, "I'm really glad to hear that." He said, "I I love to watch him play. I love Patrick Mahomes." I think he's just a phenomenal player, and I'm a Pats fan. He said, and I said, wow, I got to tell you what, dude. I said, I don't know how to say this, but I'm going to friend you right now because yeah. you're the only one. I said, you know just as well as I do, they're pretty combative, it's and it's really you, you're not. Yeah, and then I got a lot of crap. It's like people are like, what? You know, I mean, I had all kinds of stuff coming toward me, but I posted out there at Chiefs a fan slash or a New England slash Chiefs fan that is logical, a very good guy, following. And he picked up about 100 followers that day. And he's he, he's a good guy. Jesse Jimenez is his name. And he was rooting for Tyreek Hill this whole time. He's been root- He roots for the Chiefs unless the Pats are in the mix of something. Hey, I understand that. I've got another friend that does a podcast in Kansas City, the Mike and You podcast. Mike is a... He lives in Kansas City, born and raised there, but he's a New England fan first and a Chiefs fan second. It is what it is. That's just the way it is. But his co-host, Thiz, is a diehard Chiefs fan. And they don't talk about it on the podcast because, well, Mike gets a little bit up in the air about it, and he knows that, and I'll give him crap about that all day, every day. But... He right now he knows the Pats are hurting this year, and he knows that they're not going to be the same. And I get, I could understand where he's coming from because that's a team that, for 19 years, has been on a run that no other team should be, have ever been on, and it's going to go away now. And he knows the Chiefs are a better team, 
But this guy that we let's get back to this guy. His name is Charles James II. He posted Marquise Goodwin is the fastest man in the NFL, and it's not close. So yeah. I put um, Tyreek Hill is the fastest man in the league. He was less than a half second behind the fastest man in the world. So there's that. He's Delete this now, please. I hate to see you go down in flames. So this guy, by the name of Patterson, he said he outran the cops slash league after beating a child. So two, it says child two. So yeah, he's pretty quick on his feet. Ooh. And I, yeah, and that pissed me off. You know how I get. And I said, yeah, yeah this wasn't meant for narrow-minded trolls, bum. So he said, yes, because obviously I'm the bad guy in the joke. He thinks it's a joke. That's the sad part. And he put, maybe stop jerking your meat to how fast a child beater can run. Get a life. Wow. That's, this, this is the type. <laughs> now, this is a Cleveland Browns fan. Okay, wow. this is a Browns fan. So I made him really fucking feel stupid because, yeah, I said, yeah, that's someone that, you know, with no information, scared of how great our team is. That's something that they would say. I can't blame you for being scared. I can blame you for being ignorant, but anyone that sees this already knows that. Peace out. And I got Tyreek Hill's GIF of him slapping up that peace sign, bitches. <laughs> so, well, to be honest, um, we should we should take a lot of we should invest in the guy that was for a team that last was in the playoffs when Dawson's Creek was still in the air. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, it's like it's, what a joke. <laughs> so he put, then he puts, and he said, I admitted to doing it. Laugh out loud. Maybe you should shake your character. And I said, you mean, I said, I mean, you're a Cleveland fan. And they signed Hunt. Your character must be shattered by now. Because, you know, they did sign Kareem Hunt. Got no reply to that. So he rep he said something really stupid. I think he must be like a 12-year-old. And I put... Great diversion about your character over the crap, your crap team signing Hunt. Again, you're a bum. So these are the kinds of things that I've gotten, you know, over the term of this. And that's just s small portions. What's sad is that I had a lot of Chiefs fans that blasted me. I had, because if you go back, um, and I think you were the first one that liked it, actually. Um, and this was way before you and I were even considering doing the show together that I, when I had posted after I made those phone calls and I had posted, he was not guilty of any of this. Um, you were the first person that liked it. And then I had a bunch of likes after that. Um, but yeah, it, it's very strange how people are so divided over something that they know nothing about. That's the part that bothers me the most is that if you don't know, don't say anything. This is your hometown team. You don't put bias, especially when it comes to reporting. You do not put per personal inf uh, emotions into reporting because you're 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 gonna look stupid in the long run. Yes, and that's exactly what Brooke Pryor did twice. Um, Keatsman did it, and even after the truth came out, Keatsman was still saying that he needed to be fired and blah blah blah. He needed to be banned from the NFL. Blah blah blah. Keatsman's no motherfucking angel. I'm going to put it that way. He has no halo over his head. 
And I think I've posted a few hundred things he's done in his life that I know of personally. And he didn't respond to any of it because he knows it's true. Oh, yeah. And he tried to, like, play it off and say, I was the one guy in Casey Sports Media that when they drafted Tyreek Hill, I said, give the guy a chance. Exactly. Yeah, sure you were. And I don't know if he did. I I I don't believe that at all. I don't live in Kansas City, so I... No. Yes. No. Might be soon, but... Yeah. I don't... So I don't know if he said that. I don't believe he he says he said. Yeah, no. If whatever Keatsman says, I'll just put it this way: if Keatsman says, honest to God, if he said there was a sale at Price Chopper, (laughs) and it was on T-bone steaks, I promise you that it's most likely on ground check. (laughs) He does not tell the truth. He has been one of those people that is adamant about being. He wants to be in the spotlight so badly that he will lie, cheat, steal, and rape to get to that point. Well, and we, you watched the Casey Five interview, right? I watched part of it, and then I started to throw up in my mouth. Did you watch the end? I did not see the end, and no, okay. I, so I couldn't do he it. He started trying to. Uh, he started talking about somebody that somebody. I don't. I don't want to go into the specifics, but he. In my opinion, had crocodile tears. Oh, the, somebody, uh, the, yeah, somebody somebody else lost somebody. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I saw that. I'm like, he's not crying. I'm like, he's not crying. No, <laughs> I could tell. No, no. He, he probably handed him. You know, he's the type of guy that would hand somebody the knife. <laughs> I mean, honest to God, he he. I'm not kidding you either. And I know that sounds horrible. He's the guy that would hold the rope. I mean, yeah. he. That's that's just him. If it's going to benefit him in any way, he doesn't care. And he's stupid. Here's how stupid he is. He should have just said, all he had to say was, what I said was insensitive. I apologize. I want to talk to Andy Reid and apologize to him. I will take a suspension and I will figure out a better way to handle this. But he doubled down. What did he do? He said, you know what? Look at this guy. He says he's apologizing to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not resigning. <laughs> I am not resigning. Oh, I you refuse know, to resign. Actually, I mean, what, what he did was he, he sounded kind of like somebody that I will not name, but like, hey, this guy said he wants to apologize to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, did you see his? Did you see his post, um, which was actually very, very funny? Well, for him anyway. Um, he put on here, um, holy hat, H-A-T. <laughs> this is what he puts. What is all the uproar over? I didn't mean any of this. Here it is. Holy hat. What's going on here? Holy hat. Holy hat. Believe me when I tell you that is not a phrase that Keatsman would ever use. Okay. Holy hat. I mean, what? What is did, it? You know, I did find I did find one from him a few months ago. Did it say "Holy Hat"? It did. Wow, that's weird. <laughs> I wonder what's going on it with did. him. I wonder I his wife's getting him straightened out. <laughs> but um, "Holy Hat," what's going on here? I never mentioned one word about the tragic death of Andy Reid's son. Quickly corrected a call. No, and quickly corrected a caller who did. That's his lie. A caller. Not true. Not okay, true. which is not true at all. Nope. Um, I was talking about the owner's record of fixing players. 
And he had that in quotation marks. The team's record and Andy's record. I was referencing the drug, let's see, the drug situation. And then he, people, I don't know, he's got one of three different things that he posted here. Um, the drug addiction and the connect and the convictions for dealing drugs. When they served time and Reed hired, what's it say? Reed hired them to work for the, for his football teams. It was no longer a private matter, but blaming a parent for the death of their child in these circumstances is unthinkable and re, uh, reprehensible, period. Then he puts, was never mentioned or discussed. I never, it never entered my mind. It makes me sad that somehow that's what some of you thought I was saying. Are you fucking high? Are you on fucking crack? And then, then and then in the interview, when he said, you know, we got all these guys, then he like, he says, I'm so sorry to Andy Reid, but we got all these guys that commit all these crimes. Yeah. Oh, shit, motherfuckers. Yes. Like, Bullshit. like, really? <laughs> Unbelievable. Then this is another one. His first. He, he, makes it, he, makes it, he makes it seem like Andy Reid is like just hiring all these convicted criminals. Like, well, here's the thing. He, Andy Reid has who's he, had a. Who's Andy redrafted? That's, well, it's not a matter of him even cool. drafting them. It's the fact that he has brought on players that have had issues in the past, but he has fixed those players. I mean, there's been players that have, you know. And Michael Vick, Michael Vick, and a lot of guys and that have come way, out of this. You will not find you will not find somebody that is more for dogs than me. Like I am a huge yeah. animal supporter. Like I am donate yeah. to the ASPCA. I I'm the I same way. Donate to mm-hmm. uh, North Shore Animal League. I I donate to stuff locally. I'm on the board of a humane society out here in Chicago. <laughs> and I actually believe that Michael Vick has tried to like change his life and realizes what he did. And, and well, Reed he understands the mistakes he made. Yeah. And it was, if it wasn't for Reed, he'd probably be back in jail. Again. Correct. So I don't want to hear shit from, this is what Keatsman's first post was from Andrew Buckholtz. At awful announcing to me, my apologies for ascribing a connection to Garrett's death <laughs> to your comments. That was his first reply. So immediately he blames someone else for his fucking Correct. ignorance. And okay, and, so and by the way, awful announcing had awful analysis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why would you so, apologize to him? Exactly. Exactly. Obviously, I mean, some of the tweets that were back to him were just unbelievably comical. Um, You know, and and it goes back to you know the whole thing. There's a lot of things that have been said and done that shouldn't have been said and done through this whole take. We are not a we. Okay, the one thing I can say about this city, as long as I was around the sports area of Kansas City, and you know, on a personal level. They were never, we never, ever had that type of reporting. The one guy that, well, two, well, two guys that were that type of troll scumbag mentality were launched. They did not want that. We didn't want to be that city that sat and slammed their players and their coaches and this and that and the other. We never wanted to be that type of place. So 
they allowed it to happen for a while. And, you know, the Chiefs played a big part in this whole situation with 810. You know, when they, when sponsors are going bye-bye and the Chiefs said, you know what, how do you like that media access? Because you're not going to have it much longer, motherfucker. And that's basically what they did. And it's not, it's not going to be any different when it comes down to the Kansas City Star. They're going to be in the same position. Because Brooke Pryor is not going to make it as a beat writer. She's not going to be able to walk on that field and have anybody that wants to even go within a I'll be shocked if she is there next season. Well, I'll be shocked if she's at training camp. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I can't, I can't. Yeah. Based on the comments she said about her essentially being creeped out by Terry Hill, I can't imagine her being able to cover the team because I don't know anybody on the Chiefs that don't like him. Well, no, they've all backed right. him. So how supported so him how, because they knew the same thing I did from day one. I mean, how could, it wasn't like they didn't know. So how could they? You know, how could they talk to her? I don't know. I don't know how. I mean, I know there's a level of professionalism that has to go into this, and if the if she's allowed media access to this team during training camp or any time mm-hmm. after that, this is going to be the most awkward training camp of all time, and. I just can't see how that would work out for her. Well, they, One thing that I will say um, real quick, I just want to throw this in there for the listeners that um, wanted to know about Tyreek Hill's contract. Um, I posted, I don't know, three or four weeks ago that Hill's contract was done. Okay. The specifics I did not put out there. I do know what the specifics are. Um, there, it's going to be a three-year deal to start. From what I'm understanding, um, it's one person confirmed it, one did not, but I'm going to go with the confirmed one. From what I understand, they're going to when his rookie contract is up, he will sign a three year contract somewhere in the range of the Sammy Watkins money. And then, which is a huge, I do know this huge discount for them. Oh, it's a huge discount because he should. Yeah, he was going to be in the the highest paid one. Yeah. Oh, without fail. He was going to be the highest paid wide receiver in the league. But the situation is going to end up being that at the end of three years, everything's gone smoothly for him, which I believe it will, wholeheartedly believe it will, um, that he will sign the extension to make him uh, retire basically with the Chiefs. And he will be at one point. And, and you got to think about it like this. The guy ran, what, a 4-2-240. Um, He's going to run at the age of 28 when this contract is done. He's still going to be in the 4-3 range, unless barring, God forbid, some kind of injury. So he's still going to get that big contract, and he's going to. It's all going to work out. Karma's a bitch, and it's all going to work out in his favor. All you know, the people that do the things that they do end up paying in the long run. The people that get it done to them end up getting paid in the long run. And that's just how it works out. And he's going to get paid. I think that's just the end of that situation with, with, with him. I um, agree. I will say, so you know, I will say that, so a, you know, he's a great ball player. Let's assume, let's assume he has, I, I think we both agree that he's going to have anywhere from zero to four games, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at two games is what I'm hearing. So, so. what is Nicole Hardman's role in the offense? Well, looking at him, I think if he – now, 
you have to understand, and, and, you know, and I do understand and, it, but a lot of people don't. But what do you believe that? Let me ask you a question: Do you believe that mm-hmm. Nicole Harbin was a target all along, or do you think he was insurance for Tyreek? He was not insurance for Tyreek. He was insurance for Sammy Watkins. I agree with that. He was insurance for Sammy Watkins. Keep all your entertainment options centered with Xfinity X1. Access live TV, Netflix, and now Hulu and Peacock. Ah, streaming zen. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today. Restrictions apply. Netflix, Hulu, and Peacock memberships required. Little did I know that when I joined Kaiser Permanente that it would be on my top 10 list for what has made this year great. I can see my physician, I can be referred to the lab, I can then be referred to the pharmacy, all in the same building. You, you've got it all. I mean, it's, it's quality of care, it's compassion of care, it's convenience of care. It's terrific. Every medical case is unique. Kaiser Foundation Health Plan of the Mid-Atlantic States, 2101 East Jefferson Street, Rockville, Maryland, 20852. He was not insurance for Tyreek. Sammy's had a little history of injury. And we, we know a lot. Yeah. And we lost, you know, a a couple of wide receivers, you know, and Chris Conley. And, um, I think that or one for one Chris Conley. And I believe he was basically brought on because he's a great ball player. He's basically uh, a bigger version of Tyreek and, uh, you know, maybe a, a second slower, but, um, he's a great ball player and he's got great hands. But he was an insurance policy for Sammy Watkins, and I posted that three months ago when they drafted him. I, I, he was not an insurance policy for Tyreek Hill. Um, I see his role as a – he's going to be – I'll put it this way. If he can grasp Andy Reid's playbook, which I believe he can, um, if he can grasp that playbook and play it, the level that he needs to play at at the beginning, and they'll know soon enough. Um, I see him opposite of Tyreek a lot. Yeah. And I think he's going to be a huge, huge factor in the win of Super Bowl 54. Yeah. Who do, um, who do you cover? <laughs> that's the biggest I mean, you thing. Have, and, you know, you, have, you got. <laughs> on the field, God. you have. You have Tyree. <laughs> you have Kelsey. Yeah, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. You have Miko. You have yeah. Demarcus Robinson, who I I actually like a lot. And I think he has a lot. I of do too. I think he's with, great. Uh, yeah. Patrick. He does since he since he started. Um, yeah. And you also have Damian Williams, who put together a great uh, six game stretch. He really. I did. mean, he put up. He I really think did. was. Is it ten touchdowns? Yeah, I think he had ten. Yeah, ten touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Like yet, like I, you know, I get into this with somebody on Twitter today, but it was the last six games. It was the four regular season and two playoff games. He put up ten touchdowns. (laughs) When you can't discard Sammy Watkins, right now he's one hundred percent. So who do you cover? So do you cover? You know, it's impossible to cover any of them. And honestly, the, you know, Tyreek on average has about two to four yards separation from anybody that's covering him. Doesn't make a difference who it is. So you got a guy in Miko Hardman that can do basically the same thing, 
but has a four inch height advantage yeah. over he does, Tyrese. He does, what he doesn't have is the the first step quickness Bur- and the quick. He doesn't he have that burst. Yeah, he doesn't have the burst. Yeah, he doesn't have the burst. But he he can. But he's fast. You know, as an outside, yeah, as an outside, as an outside receiver, I think he's going to be. Um, I think he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. And if with. he puts in the work, he's, like Tyreek did, because Tyreek, oh Tyreek, did, Tyreek did not run the best routes his first year. Like he's not, he was no. Runner. He put no. the work in. Like I watched the guy in training camp last year, and that guy put in the work. Oh yeah, without I fail. I saw him like run um, the routes. I saw him after practice. He wasn't coming up signing autographs. He was sitting there catching the ball like. 15 yards out, 10 yards out, 5 yards out, yeah. 1 yard out, like, yeah. at the machine. Yeah. Like, he was practicing. Like, yeah. that guy wants to be good. Great. He wants to be great. He wants to be great. And, you know, you got to think about it. You know, he's he, he reminds me of a friend of mine that played back in the, you know, 90s, and he just didn't have the opportunity. And that was J.J. Burden. Oh, God. J.J. is so awesome. J.J. Guy. Was what a guy. fast. He was agile. He was a little guy. Yeah. But when you stood eye level on the field and watched him run by you, you were just amazed that somebody could run. JJ that was fast. so good. Oh God! And he just was in an era that you know it's Marty Ball. Yeah. And JJ's been on the show, and you know him and I have talked about it. And somebody posed the question to me. Well, it was to everybody, I believe, but I answered it. I, you know, it was, if you could find, and you know, you know who, and I was kind of, people were surprised that I answered this, but they said, who would you like to have, or who do you think could play in this Patrick Mahomes era of football? Oh, JJ, JJ for sure. And I put JJ Burton and, you know, I said all day, every day. And then everybody said, especially the guys that know me, they said, wow, what about Derek? Because Derek was, you know, <laughs> Derek, and he was, you know, a great friend of mine. And I said, Derek would play great in this system too, but JJ would be a Hall of Fame ball player. Derek would be a Hall of Fame ball player, is a Hall of Fame ball player no matter what. JJ could have been, and his stats would have been so much higher if he'd have been in a system that, he was able to play the way he, because he had that same exact yeah. mentality and that same way of playing in 1991 that Tariq Hill has yeah. now, but he played it, in a system that it was 90% run. I mean, if you look, when you look at Joe Montana in those two years, they was the Chiefs. You look at the stats, you know, like, you know, the season, they're like, yeah, they was that great, but totally different era. Like it's such a different era. Totally different Marty era. Ball, like Marty, Marty Ball, Ball, man. Marty Ball. Man the ball. Yeah, I mean, that was it. Was pound? It was pound the ball, pound the ball. That was his well, they, mindset. When they got That's to the, why when they know, got to the playoffs. Montana was fucking throwing that ball. <laughs> yeah, he was. I mean, and that was that was definitely not Marty's call. Uh, he no. didn't like. He didn't like that, and. um well, that's what and they he want. told that's me that himself. So, one well, was, I mean, and he Marty flat out told me that himself. He said, "This is not my style of ball. 
and you know it is what it is but you know we needed to be able to win and we won so uh but marty marty ball to, killed them in the playoffs those years because it did it did but it killed it killed the cleveland too yep you know i mean it, you know cleveland sucked you like know steve bono gerbeck yeah i mean god uh, steve bono what the fuck elvis gerbeck christ's sake um but you know i look at I look at Cleveland. I had a, gotten an argument with a Cleveland fan today, um, and then he ended up being a decent guy because he asked me, "What's the problem with Cleveland?" It was over the draft thing, you know, getting the draft. And he, you know, they said it was the seventy fifth anniversary of uh, something. I don't know something with Cleveland, and Cleveland was one of the first teams ever to Bob, you know, in the, in the to play professional football, and they played a part in professional football, but but. Here's my point behind that. I get that. Okay, but professional football, when Cleveland was a thing, and they, mind you, they were one of the ones that did not want the merger to happen. They did not want anything to happen that went on that Lamar Hunt set up from 1963 all the way through 1970. They didn't want any of that. There were so many teams that were against the merger and against making football a, for God's sake, yes. But you're talking about a different... It has defensive players are a different breed. Derek was a different breed in every aspect of the game, but or the, his position. But JJ was able to do things that he could do to this day. JJ and, would thrive in today's oh NFL. Oh my God, yes! And you know he was an innovator. JJ was an innovator, yeah. and he did things that. Most wide receivers at that time were not doing, Correct. or even considering. And what's so. funny is the the guy that got the most play back in like ninety three, ninety four, ninety five was Willie Davis. Willie Davis, yeah, but, another great ball player, but, but he wouldn't make it in the system. JJ Burton had the skills that would transcend to today's game. Today. Yep, and today's game with Patrick Mahomes. That's what people have yeah. to understand. A lot of those guys from the '90s can play in this system today, but they would yeah. they wouldn't be able to play in our style of football. That you know is bar none the best in the NFL. So as far as offense is concerned, so when I said JJ Burden, I said it because our offense is different than any other offense in the league, and he's extremely smart. His not just his football IQ. But he is just an, an, a very intelligent individual, and he can grasp anything. And he made – when he got the ball or the ball went his direction, everything changed. The excitement level changed. Dude, I got goosebumps watching that man catch a football oh, yeah. standing on the sidelines. Oh, yeah. You know, when I was – I knew the play was going to him. In fact, they, he caught a 69-yard pass. Um. I'm trying to remember what game it was. Might have been against Denver. I can't remember. But he caught a 69-yard bomb, and I was like, I mean, he outran the pass. And then I remember watching him slow down just enough to where it cradled, you know. And he just kept going, and it was like going down the sidelines. But he, they knew he could catch the ball. And yeah. and Willie Willie Davis, as much as I like him back in the day, 
he had bad hands. He did have bad hands. Go to, he, go to he the, dropped go a lot to of balls. Games. Go mm-hmm. to the playoff game against the Oilers. Yeah. Two consecutive plays. Montana yeah. threw the like a deep pass. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been a touchdown. Yeah. Well, which would have been deep pass for Montana anyway. Forty-eight yards was like you know an anomaly for Montana. He was true. He was the guy that you know he was the you know the epitome of the West Coast offense where but he, he but he know, threw short. He, he threw bombs to Willie Davis in that game. Two yeah, he did. He did. And he did drop out. <laughs> well, I think it was because he wasn't used to it. I mean, you got to think about it. You know, JJ was different because whether you got thrown to five times in a game or you got through to, thrown to five times in six games, JJ was prepared for every single time. And he, and he was he, he ran his route as if the ball was coming to him no matter what. Right. And he told me one time, he said, we were talking about people that he didn't, you know, he was in fear of, you know, like if he was getting, if you know, somebody was coming at him or whoever it may have been. And one of his biggest fears was Ronnie Lott. Oh, okay. And and I <laughs> said, well, <laughs> you got to think about it. I mean, JJ's 5'10", 150 pounds, and you got Ronnie Lott that basically cut his own fucking finger off Ronnie to Lott finish out a football game. A lot of people. Oh God, he's a you know he was a scary guy, man. I mean, my he favorite, didn't my favorite safety of all time. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable guy. And but JJ knew, and that was another thing too. He could sense. You know, he played nine years in the league, and he never got injured. And it wasn't because he wasn't playing. It was because he could sense when he needed to go down. He knew exactly which way to turn. He knew which way to fall. Yeah. He, he was just a very smart guy. Um, we got a few minutes left. We probably ought to talk about Chris Jones. Yes. Um, this has been a very strange situation with Chris. There's been a lot of conflicting stories. A lot of disgruntled Chiefs fans, which, God, what the fuck is the difference? I mean, when aren't they disgruntled anymore, it seems like. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, God, oh, God, he's not going to sign. Well, fuck him, you know, but he's needed. And he's had some people in his ear that he shouldn't have had in his ear. People talking a lot of crap to him. And I am not condoning his actions right now. I think it was a mistake on his part to miss yeah, he's one. Um, yeah, he's the main one. Um, but I think it's a mistake, and I think it was a mistake on his part to miss every ounce of all off season with a brand new DC, a brand new yes. system, and because look, I was no matter what anybody says, this is not going to be the same defense that everybody's used Ooh. to. Okay, the 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 system that you got. Two edge rushers that are going to get ten to fifteen sacks a year are done. That's not going to be the case anymore. Right, you have to have gap gap discipline. Like if you don't Correct. have that, you're going to blow. Like you will give up huge. Correct. Plays. Correct. So they're going to have now four or five guys that have four to eight sacks, which is fine because if you're not a showboat and you're not the guy that just wants to be the sack master then you're going to win Super Bowls. That's what wins Super Bowls, is when everybody's on the same page, they all have the same humble humbleness and the same uh, mentality. And if you can't get past that, then I don't know what to tell you. 
but there's been a bunch of stupid ass reports about how much money that he was asking for. One guy said, oh, he wanted $120 million, which was nowhere near the number that he asked no. for. And then one guy said, well, supposedly they offered him 100 and he wanted 120 These are all reports coming from, uh, I can't remember the name of this fucking website that post. one day they posted, I'll tell you how stupid they are. They posted that Chris Jones was in the facility. Okay, they put it on their website. Um, Chris Jones was on vacation with his friends out of the country. So they, he's getting, he's going to work a deal out today. He's in the facility. They're working it out now. Number one, Andy nor Brett Beach were actually in town, and either was Chris Jones. So who were they going to work out? Who are they going to work a deal out with? The the janitor, the guy cleaning <laughs> out the fucking toilets. That wasn't happening. So, um, well, let me ask you this. We've we've talked about the fact that off air that they could sign both him and Hill. Correct. Well, let's assume they can like they can sign one guy. Mm-hmm. Are you signing Tyreek Hill or are you signing Chris Jones? Signing Tyreek Hill. I agree. Signing Tyreek Hill. Yep. The reason being is because honestly, Jones is a great player. I love the guy. Don't get me wrong. Same, Same here. But. He's no Tyreek Hill. No. He's not going you can, to. You can replace you can, him easier than you can replace Tyreek You sure can. You're not going to ever find NFL somebody like that. more offense than defense. Correct. You're never going to find somebody that is going to be a Tyreek Hill, no matter how many times they want to say this guy is, uh, you know, emulant of Tyreek Hill, this guy, this guy, faster, this, blah, blah, blah. It's all bullshit. They're no. not. There's nobody, nobody out there. That is Tyreek Hill. No, he is, he is a once-in-a-lifetime player. Correct. And honestly, you know, they've done... V- and, I, v- and, and, and I still, I will stand by this. I said this the day, be- the day before the whole shit came off about Tyreek Hill, his son, and there, this whole issue about if you do something. I was talking to one of my good friends. I said... You know, talking about the top wide receivers in the league, I said, I love having Tyreek Hill on this team because not only because he's talented, but he can't, he cannot afford to be a diva. He can't. No, he cannot. Because he has background. No. And then, of course, this other shit came out. And by the way, that even supports him more. Like, he cannot be a diva. He can't be the guy that says, fuck you guys, I'm going to sit out like Le'Veon Bell did. Yeah, yeah, like he—he's not he. I guess I'll put it like this: It's kind of he's you know if you look at like just even if you can compare Chris Jones to D Ford, you know when you look at a situation like that, D Ford had four years. Three of those years he was injured. He played like shit. His contract year he comes out and he has the best season of his career. And then he wants $55 million. Right. Okay. And Chris, well, and Chris, and Chris Jones was working his ass off, obviously, in the, the offseason. He like posted that video where he's ripped. Why wasn't he ripped? Yeah. He looks better than he ever has. Yeah. I mean, he looks really good. Well, in his defense, now I will say this. In his defense, um, you got to remember, he wasn't he's utilized. Yeah. You got to yeah. be big. 
you, you got to be big for yeah, the position he was playing. We talked about that. You're Correct. Right. You're right. But now he's got to be in a position where he's got to be lean, strong, fast, and and still be able to put up some of the numbers. We don't need we don't need two fifteen sack guys. We need four seven sack guys. Yeah, that's what we, we need guys, need. and we need guys that are disciplined in their gap assignments. Correct. And he it wasn't so much. And I tell you what, I I can't blame him for not being disciplined in his in his assignments because but look who his DC was. Right. I, I mean, you can assume that the second and third levels were going to stop anything. Correct. And you cannot assume when you got your second level that's not stopping anything. And it's like uh, a fucking bullfighter out there screaming "Olay," and everybody's just running by him like they're a, a fucking fourth grader. And then you got your second, your you know your 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 third level out there that is trying to cover wide receivers, and you've got a running back that's flying down the field, and nobody's out there to stop him. I'm going to tell you another thing too. People have been really. You know, we do need a corner, okay? I'm not going to say we don't. I'm not going to say we need the top-tier corner in the NFL, though, because I believe that Ward is going to come out and prove a lot of people wrong. And he's... I like he's, him. I like him a lot. Um, and I think he's going to be good. So, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I see... Um, I see a lot of things that... Or I hear a lot of things from different little outlets that talk about shit that makes no sense. and. They say things that make no sense, but this like the situation with with Jones. He wanted 120 million. The Chiefs offered him 100. That was not true. Okay, the truth be known is that they agreed upon a contract. It was not signed. This contract was agreed upon a long time ago, back in like February, March. Okay, there was a lot of shit going on, and it was never. It was kind of the. It was almost like the ball was dropped a little bit. And they didn't just sign Jones to the contract, okay? Well, under the assumption that Jones was a good person and he was going to stick to what he was doing and things were going to go the way it was supposed to go, they didn't have to worry about it. It was put on the back burner. Right. But then all of a sudden, he's out hanging out with Bell. He's listening to his agent. Yeah. This is the year you're going to get all the big money. You'll never get yeah. this kind of offer again, blah, blah, blah. Well, on the other on the other other hand, on the other hand, exactly, he lost fourteen million dollars by doing yeah, that, and yeah. he also lost three million dollars a year in salary. So, yeah. I think he needs to understand that, move on, and just play. What I think is going to happen, and what I've been told is going to happen, is he's going to show up on the twenty eighth, and. Whether he has, the, uh, he has to show up, I am. I did post that it looks like they're closer to, than they were to a deal. Um, well, if he doesn't, I, he loses the year. He does, and the whole thing is, if they sign him to a contract right now, from what I understand, they're about ten, twelve million apart in guaranteed money. Okay, that's where the biggest problem's coming in. It's not total money; it's guaranteed money. Okay, so from what I understood, now this was four days ago, they were about ten to twelve million dollars apart in guaranteed money. Now, with that being said, um, either way, he's going to end up coming and he's going to play. He's not going to he's not going to lose out on that because he's not going to go down in a ball of flames. Yeah, he's in great condition. Um, 
that doesn't necessarily mean that some other team is going to come and give him $68 million. You know, there's three things that played a part in this. One was the Matthew sign or the Frank Clark signing. Okay. That really fucked with him. Two was all the fans saying that, you know, Tyron Matthew came out to be the leader and he's the new leader of the team and he's the leader and he's the leader and he's the leader, which he's not the leader because yeah, he put in the work, but this is his first year there. So he's not the leader of this team. Chris Jones would have been the leader of this team. Third factor is, is Le'Veon Bell slash Chris Jones agent. So there's a lot of things that have to fall into place or that have to be factored in before everybody just starts throwing stones. And pe- Keep all your entertainment options centered with Xfinity X1. Access live TV, Netflix, and now Hulu and Peacock. Ah, streaming zen. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity X1 gives you the most complete entertainment experience with everything from live TV to your DVR to on-demand favorites and your streaming apps. Just use your voice remote to easily find what you want to watch. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Netflix, Hulu, and Peacock memberships required. People have been throwing stones for the last month now. Fuck him. We don't need him. Uh, you know, we can go get anybody, blah, blah, blah. Look, he's a great ball player. Is he? We can, we can fill that position easier than we can fill a Tyreek Hill position. Is it going to be easy to find somebody with Jones's capability and be able to put him in that position immediately? No, it's not going to be that easy. Now, we do have people. Our, our line is stacked. Now, don't get me wrong. enough players to fill those gaps. We have enough players right now to fill Jones's gap. It doesn't yep. necessarily mean we want to, but we have it. Well, you have Frank Clark. Exactly. He's a stud. He is a stud. And just my last point, right, is if you brought up, we have Ward, who I think is going to be really good this year. Yeah. Fuller, I think, is going to have a great year. Oh, yeah. He's going to have a phenomenal year in this system. And Honey Badger, Matthew, I think, well, it's his yeah. first year. Yeah. He is going to put in, like, a, a mindset in that defense and a safety that we have not had since Eric Curry was healthy. And Eric Curry hasn't been healthy since 2016. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I hope it's exciting. It is exciting. I hope that Barry comes back as a coach and as a consultant. I think he's probably going to. Um, and DJ. Yeah. And DJ as well. Um, And he kind of has DJ. I think DJ's been, well, he was working with that one dude from Texas. uh, Yeah. The other Johnson met, like, I forgot his name. Yeah. I can't remember this. Yeah. They caught him. They caught him. But, we got to get down to we got to get down to brass tacks when it comes to this team. What we have now is the best team in the NFL. Not being biased, we do. Um, and I would be the first one to say we didn't if we didn't. But right now, the team out there that is going to even come close to what we have. And I got to I am going to put this out there because. I want people to understand my position on um, on um, um, the Cleveland Browns. So <laughs> here's my opinion on the Browns. Okay, you got a first year head coach that's never been a head coach. You've got um, 
a system that has been broken for, I don't know, 30 years. So you've got a broken system. You've got a first-year head coach. Then you have the most arrogant, ignorant, obscenely, I don't even know the words to describe the quarterback. The quarterback, <laughs> Baker Mayfield. You got, they got tackled by the police officer. <laughs> yeah. You know, here's my thing on him. He, one guy, and he's, one, still, he's still talking shit. And he won't stop until he's blasted. Now, here's the thing that's going to happen to him. You know, you, you, what he said to Duke about Duke on public air was wrong. That was bad. That, that was, was bad. a horrible thing to do. I don't care what, I don't care what your head coach did to you. Okay. It makes no difference. When he started basically getting in, um, was it Cornell? Romeo Cornell's face. Um, was it yeah. Cornell? Yeah. When he started getting into his face, and I, he was going to beat up a 70-year-old man. Okay. Then you want to run your mouth about the Duke kid, and then you want to say, well, they're, they're, I, and I've missed part of this because when he starts talking, I tune myself out because uh, it's like I'm listening to a child that's, just, you know, uh, it's like he's like a spoiled rich kid. That's what he reminds me of. But then he was talking on. Yes. Yeah. He was talking on NFL Network or he was in some type of a, uh, they were asking questions and maybe as a podcast, I can't remember. But he said, well, the guy should just stay in Texas. He don't like me and he knows I don't like him. So he needs to stay in Texas. I have no clue who he was talking about at that point. Oh, shit. I saw that. Oh. I know you're talking about. It was the quarterback for Texas. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And and that's like, not. Why, he's in the pros, and that guy's the college quarterback. Why are you talking about him? Exactly. <laughs> so stupid. Well, I tell you what it was. It was um, fear, because yeah. if they would have brought him in as a backup. I don't think Baker Mayfield's that great. Okay, I'm just going to put it out there. I don't don't see him being this phenom quarterback that's going to come out. He's undersized. He's undersized. He doesn't have the football IQ, and he's way too cocky. He is the new era of Johnny Manziel. Yep. And what's going to happen, he's going to run his mouth on field, and some and they're going to blast him into And it's going to inevitably be somebody that he's that the Browns either cut, because from what I understand that goes on in that locker room, people can say what they want, while the Browns side and NFL Network and blah, 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 sit there and say, oh, they love him, they, they don't love him. There's people well, in that, that the players don't like, like him. You, you, you hear a lot of players around the NFL loving and liking Patrick Mahomes. Correct. Don't hear that about Baker Mayfield. Not at all. When you've got another team that is your rival, I've had Raiders fans come up to me and say, and they come directly up to me because they see, you know, whether it be something I'm wearing or, you know, I may be talking about whatever it is or they, you know, people that know me, whatever, and they say, this Patrick Mahomes kid is amazing. Not only is Same he here. a great player, Chargers. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I live in a city that's all Raiders, Chargers <laughs> fans. You know, 
I got Raiders, Chargers, uh, San Francisco, Denver Bronco fans, and when I Dallas, what even the Dallas big on Dak Prescott say, man, there's nobody out there like him. Number one, he's he's very humble. Number yes. two, he doesn't have a bad thing to say about anyone. Nope, he's a rich kid. He didn't grow up. Poor. Yeah. Right, you know, he didn't grow up poor. He could easily he could easily have a lot of hubris and be a tall dick. Correct. Asshole like Baker Mayfield. And he is nowhere near it. Nowhere near it. Just a great guy. He'll choke around with like Travis Kelsey like he did tonight. Exactly. Who are the who are the who's Cleveland gonna sign in basketball tonight? Like he does I mean he's like he's not dead. It's like that one guy's I wish I could find that post, but somebody had posted something um about uh Patrick Mahomes about he wasn't the highest as far as deep ball threats, which was not true, but um, last year, or as far as percentage was concerned, but he, how did he word it? Um, oh, you're that, talking about the, no, you're talking about the uh, tight just, throws. Yeah, the tight throws. Um, and yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> his response, so you're saying I did it right then. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's so great. It's like so great. you know, that's the best response you can have. You, you, <laughs> what you know, make which a lot of fans did. They an insult. I read the tweet and I thought, well, that's a pretty damn good assessment of Patrick Mahomes. And I posted back yeah. to absolutely amazing. I said, great post. You know, great assessment of a great player. But he was and, that guy was criticizing him, but Pat turned it around and made it like, "Hey." Well, no, the guy admitted that he wasn't. The guy actually came back and he said, "I'm not criticizing. It's actually well, a good thing." I think he was backtracking. Well, it may have been. I mean, maybe he was backtracking a little bit, but a little bit. Yeah, but in the same <laughs> aspect. Um, here, let's see. Hold on. I got. Let me said, see. He also said something about him not being able to do that as much without Tyreek Hill. Because he mentioned Tyreek Hill in one of those tweets. Yeah, yeah, true. True, you're right. I just got a tweet because I posted something on Twitter earlier. Um, I put, I'm so happy with the real Chiefs fans out there. Standing up for your beliefs is all we all you have. If you can't stand up for yourself and others that are deserving, what are we doing here? Me being the little guy on Twitter... I want to thank all the Chiefs fans who took a stand for Etch Cheetah, Tyreek Hill. And a guy, I, I had a lot of people post back to me. I had one guy that was just a, you know, was a Browns fan, but whatever. Um, a lot of guys like Daniel McCullough, oh, like he says, yeah, you know, he replied back. He said, he'll always be guilty to a bunch of idiots. This is how he worded it, but at least he'll hope, at least, He'll hopefully know a good number of us had his back and know that he he's changed and he's a different guy. And this is pretty much poorly planned extort uh, a pretty much a poorly planned extortion attempt, which it was. Um, but he, you know, these guys, these were the guys that are that follow me. And when I posted that day one, and it's pinned on my fucking thing that he wasn't guilty. Um, and it was her, he was one of the ones that said, oh, God, thank God, you know. 
And I get a lot of DMs from, from people too. And I, I really, you know, it's nice to get that. But, and then one guy, George, he posted, he'll always be guilty. Oh, no, he, he liked the tweet. Let me see. There's another one that I just got. Oh, George. He said, I have to say, I'm very surprised how the real Chiefs fans were listening. Everyone had earmuffs. And, oh, no, that was me that I put. I, I replied. There was something the guy just posted to me. Where's it at? I can't find it now. Um, but anyway, I had a lot of good response from it. Um, and it made me feel good because it's nice to see that, and you know, and I did blast a lot of people, um, because, you know, there's guys out there right now that are going through their profile and deleting tweets left and right because they were the first ones to say he was a pile of shit. And then, you know, they go back and back, oh, I was, well, I was there the whole time, you know, (laughs) um, you know, and then right here, I, this is weeks ago, I posted, um, He's going to get, he's, he's most likely is a maximum of four games. I said, I was told two to four, most likely, uh, most likely two. That was a couple of weeks ago when I posted that. And then again, a few days ago, I think he gets zero to two, but a slim chance he gets four. It's all, uh, it's all COP bullshit. Okay. Is what it's going to end up being. It's all about the court of public opinion. And that's why all these other teams and, you know, especially the Pats fans, were so adamant about making sure that because Twitter is such a big forum yeah. that they were so adamant about making sure that he was no matter what they felt you know they felt like he was guilty because they wanted to try and sway the NFL's mindset on the outcome of this or change the outcome of this it's not going to they've made their mistakes in the past this is way too cut and dry that's what people don't understand there's no if factor in this. There is no what if. It's fucking cut and dry. Yep. He did not do what Correct. they said he did. Correct. So no matter what these other idiot fans want to say, well, no matter what some of the Chiefs fans want to say, like this Bailey guy or what was that guy's name? What's his name? Um, you know who I'm talking about? The one that chimes in about every 10 minutes and calls Tyreek. Names and then and he's supposedly a Chiefs fan. Um, well, you and I had talked about him the other day. He had gotten on uh, myself and the guy that runs uh, Chiefs Kingdom 2.0. Um, we're in a conversation about, and we've been in conversations yes. a lot, you know, since I posted what I did originally. Yes. And um, he had gotten, I can't think of his name right now, but he's kind of a little twat. But anyway, he always has some ignorant comment that Tyreek does this. So finally, I just got mad and I said, you have a very strange infatuation with either Tyreek's ass or his wife's ass. I don't know where ex-wife's ass. I don't know which one it is, but you need to get over it because neither one of them are going to be with you. That kind of shut him up. But you've still got your Chiefs fans out there. They're doing the exact same thing. And that's sad to me. It's sad. So, anyway, with that, I think, you know, we probably ought to wrap this up because yeah. this has been a, a very um, informative show for others, yeah. hopefully, and they get what has been um, the truth of this whole thing. Oh, Nick B., this is another That's, one. Yeah, yeah. He's another yeah, guy that yeah. wants to argue with everybody. Yeah. You know, um, he contradicts everything he says. 
Um, here's, I can give you one. Myself and Robert Chestnut and you were actually involved in this as well. Um, and then a woman named Sharon, which has been, it's uh, at Sharon08242. She's just funny as hell. She cracks me up. She doesn't get on a lot, but when she does, she spouts off. She doesn't care. And she put, um, I for one was in the wrong about him. And I did come out, come right out and say the crap, which she was, and she did. And then it was immediate, but then I posted what I posted and she retracted it because she knew that I had that information and she trusts me enough to know that I'm not going to steer her down the wrong road. And she said, but I hesitated for a moment and that's not good either. And she knew that. And I said, well, you know what? At least you admit it. She goes, you know, there's a lot of chicken shits in this world. Yes. Yeah. And if you can't admit when you're wrong and say, I'm sorry and mean it, then uh, you're in that category. I think I, of the chicken I, jumped, shit. I think I jumped onto that thread too. Yeah, you did. So then this guy, this Nick B, which yeah. comes in about every, you know, three months. And he says, the real chicken shits are the losers who hit and threaten women. Hill has no, Hill is no angel. And he needs to grow up. <laughs> if he played for the Broncos, none of you would be defending him with a laughy face. And, um, what's the, what, by the way, what's the point of that kind of? <laughs> well, there, there was no point. You know, that's the whole thing. There was no, no point to it at all. He was basically, um, blasting Sharon because she said that if the chick, cause we both, myself and Robert Chestnut went back and looked, looked at this Nick B's shit. And he was always praising Hill when he did something right. And then if he did something wrong, oh, well, you know. But um, so I, myself, I put in there, I said, you know, you were, you were the first one that was praising Hill for the last three years. Every time he caught a ball or every time he ran a ball back or every time he did something great or he came out of the backfield and scored a touchdown, you were praising him. But you're now backtracking to something that supposedly happened that you don't know that happened in 2014 and you're trying to condemn him for that. When right. this now is proven that is not true. So uh, that's the mentality of some of the Chiefs fans that are out there. And the ones that's that sick. are and the and the five percent of or five to ten percent of Chiefs fans that have been like against Hill through this whole ordeal when he's playing will be rooting for him. <laughs> Oh, without fail. It's every touchdown he catches, yeah. every ball he grabs, everything he does. And they should because he's, he, he messed up really bad five years ago. Yeah. None of us, well, most of us don't know the details of what happened five years ago. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. But you can't put, like, you should not be able to punish a guy five years later. Once you've already determined that he's allowed to play, like you can't say like, "Well, now we got to punish him," <laughs> because there were allegations, even though they weren't true. We should yeah. punish him for five years ago. <laughs> well, like I said, to begin, that's what they want. That's what that's, that's what they want. They they love. They live off of the the drama of of something that it's like their lives are so either miserable or um, unfulfilling in some aspect or another. They live off the drama of others and these people that are nfl ball players major league baseball players nba players it makes no difference what you do in life you're no different than anyone else you're going to have your ups your downs your ins your outs 
and things are not going to go your way all the time. Everybody seems to believe that these guys are all saints. You're in a fucking professional sport that you're paid to blast people across the field. Okay? You don't have that type of mentality and you're a perfect angel. It doesn't happen. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that he'll did anything to anybody because in my belief and what I know, he did nothing to no one. So I'm going to leave it at that part. Whether it's 2014 or it's 2018, I'm leaving it there. But he's a good guy. He deserves respect. He needs to be left the fuck alone and let him do his job. Yes. There's been a lot of guys out there that have had their problems in the past. Randy Moss, Chris Carter, Ray Rice. Uh, I can, I mean, Ray Lewis, Adrian Peterson. I can go on and on that have turned out to be fucking fantastic individuals and model role citizens because they either had an Andy Reid, which, in my opinion, fuck anybody that says any different, is the best head coach in the NFL. Oh yeah, or they had somebody that 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 helped them along the way. Chris Carter made his mistakes. He helped Randy Moss. Yep. Randy Moss got out of his mistakes. He helped other players. Yep. It went on down the line. It never fails. Ray Lewis, that was a little bit of an iffy situation. He was in a club. We don't know what he did or didn't do. He was found not guilty. End of story. He's a great person. He's not done anything wrong since. Right. Not that he did anything wrong then. We don't know if he did or didn't. He was never convicted of anything. He was never even arrested, if I remember right. And so, I, and I totally it, expect to be August 4th. Sunday, August 4th, I will be at training camp in Kansas City, walking Tyreek Hill, making those quick cuts. Yeah. Put in the work. Yep. Well, I'm hoping I can get out there. Um, I'm if praying that call, I can get you out. Should, you should come out yeah. there. Well, I've been invited a few for a few different times, and I've yet to... I will be out there in St. Joe's on August 4th. Well, I'm trying to get out there. It's just a matter of um, if I can get away or not. I'm definitely going to be a, um, in Kansas City a few times this year for some games, and um, you and I are going to oh, yeah. a Sunday night game at the Colts, yeah. and uh, hopefully, um, hopefully we can uh, meet some of the fans and, and yeah. get some get some oh, things yeah. going, man. Oh yeah. Oh, and by the way, we ought to mention um, we are working on a radio show at this point. Yes. Um, that is in the works right now. This will be on basically Sirius XM Radio and Internet Radio as well. Um, this is in the works right now, and hopefully within the next few months it'll be done. Um, it does take a little time to get that done, but we are in the process of working on that. So with that, I think we can't ought wait. to, um, huh? I said can't wait. Yep. So it's going to be us two and, uh, some, uh, awesome guests on the show and, uh, we'll have a lot of fun while we're doing it. Yep. But, um. It's going to be nationally televised through XM Radio. So it's going to be a nice thing, and uh, we'll enjoy it. And this is going to be, as you guys can all tell, neither one of us are negative people. We don't talk about negative things. If there is something that's pressing that needs to be talked about and it is actually true, we will talk about it, but we will never accuse anyone without having the facts. That's something that we won't do. So um, I hope the people that aren't trolls enjoy that, and the people that are. You know, you still got, you still got uh, T.J. Carpenter and, and you got pro football talk, <laughs> so you can do whatever you got to do there. So, 
if you want to listen to shit that's completely wrong and, 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 and way off base and um, listen to somebody rant about the Vikings, hey, go right ahead. Um, that's your choice. So, uh, anyway, with that being said, I'm going to, we are going to end this uh, broadcast for tonight, and uh, there's going to be many more to come. So, uh, everybody enjoy your week. DJ, got anything to say? Yeah. Fourth uh, of July coming up, so enjoy your short week. Hopefully, yeah. many people took off the Friday after Fourth of July, as I did. <laughs> yeah. Very smart move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'm looking forward to the, the future of this show, and uh, well, we'll go on with it. Yep, it'll look good, and it'll get better and better as we go. And um, yeah, once that thing starts, uh, once the uh, radio starts, it's just on and popping. Yeah. So. Everybody be safe for the 4th, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Peace out. Peace out, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Keep all your entertainment options centered with Xfinity X1. Access live TV, Netflix, and now Hulu and Peacock. Ah, streaming zen. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today. Restrictions apply. Netflix, Hulu, and Peacock memberships required. Keep your whole home running like clockwork. From the office to the game room with Xfinity Internet. You'll get the best in-home Wi-Fi experience with reliable speed and coverage. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today to learn more. Restrictions apply.